0: Welcome back. We are glad you have chosen to join us for the conclusion of Sean's message from Joshua 22. What were you thinking? Sean states, we must live our lives in such a way that points the lost to the Savior. We cannot live our lives like the world and expect anything other than the lost seeing the world and not Christ. As believers, we must live lives that show unbelievers the way to the Savior. I can have things in my life that will confuse an unbeliever when they look at me and say, he's just like the world. When there are things in our lives that make us look more like the world than Jesus, we must stop, we must examine and and look at what our life is portraying to others. That is exactly what the two and a half wanted to do. They wanted to avoid, excuse me. They didn't want to forget what they were to be about. How about us? have we forgotten what we are to be about? I want to share with you a story of a couple who went to the doctor. The husband's back in the room, and the wife's in the waiting area, and and the doctor comes to the the man's room and starts explaining the test results, and then he says, I'm going to go out and talk to your wife about this stuff, and then we'll be back. The doctor comes out to the waiting area, and when he comes out to the waiting area, he greets the wife, and he says, I want to let you know that your husband is very sick. He's got some issues, but He can be healed. So the doctor begins to explain some of the things that are needed to make him well. He begins to say, well, he needs a stress-free environment. You're going to need to give him neck massages, shoulder massages, foot massages, things that will help the blood flow, keep him relaxed, and he will begin to to get better slowly. But he also needs three good meals a day. Not Chick-fil-A's and not not restaurant food. Home-cooked meals, three Every day, he also is going to need to not have to deal with anything house related. He doesn't need to deal with the bills. You're going to have to deal with the bills. He doesn't need to deal with the laundry. You're going to have to deal with the laundry. He's going to have to deal with nothing. You've got to do it all. And I promise that over time, he is going to get better and recover. So the doctor looks at the wife and says, Would you like me to tell him, or do you want to tell him? The wife stands. I'll tell him. She walks down the hall. She goes to the room, opens the door. Her husband looks at her and says, it's bad. It's really bad, isn't it? The wife looks back at him and says, you're going to (laughs) die. Now we laugh at that story, but I want you to understand that some of us, like the wife in this story, say we love others, but we bow out when it comes to putting that love into action. Jesus loved us by serving us and laying down his life for us. His love and action opens up the way for us to have abundant life. Do we care about that abundant life for others the way he cares about us? When we turn our backs on those who don't know Christ because we don't want to be inconvenienced, it's like we are saying to them, too bad, you're going to die. True love and devotion requires action, and examination, and sacrifice. We must live our lives in such a way that point the lost to the Savior. I can't say that enough. We cannot live our lives like the world and expect anything other than the lost seeing the world and not Christ. Did you catch that? We cannot live our lives like the world and expect anything other than the lost seeing the world and not Christ. That is saying to them, you're going to die. One of my all time favorite movies is Willy Wonka, not the Johnny Depp one, the original. I have to state that. I love how we watch as greed gets the children and their parents as they strive to get what? That ultimate prize. My favorite part though is when Charlie finds out that he did not win because he broke the rules. Remember the fizzy lifting drinks and all the stuff they had to do to clean up? Well, As they hear that information, Grandpa gets very angry, if you remember. Charlie just stands there. Charlie has a decision to make. Charlie holds in his hand, what? The everlasting gobstopper. It's the coup de grace of candy of the day. And he's been asked to take it out of the factory and give it to a competitor. Charlie has a choice. Charlie takes that everlasting gobstopper. He walks over to the desk, the half desk, if you remember, and puts it on the desk and turns and walks away. Willy Wonka states, so shines a good deed in a dark, dark world. Our lives must be light in this dark, dark world. If it requires we stop going to places where Christ isn't honored, then we need to stop. If it requires that we stop participating in activities with our lost friends that we know do not honor Christ, then we need to stop. Our life is to be a reflection of the Savior and not of this world. So shines a good deed in this dark, dark world. The two and a half took drastic measures to ensure that they would remember and teach the coming generations of God and His love for them. What about us? Am I willing to make changes in my life? to see the lost friends, family, and co-workers in my life come to Christ? I want to tell you, this year, more than any other year, we have a clear challenge to take the love of Jesus to those in need of the Savior. This world is in desperate shape because it is continuing to try to fill the void in their life, in their heart, with anything, anything that they think will work. The only thing that will heal their hurt is Jesus. We must, we must, we must live in a way that points them to Jesus. There was a man that they called the Balloon Man. Lived in California, and the reason they called him the Balloon Man was because he walked around with a huge bundle of balloons. This bundle of balloons was attached to him, literally. He he would not let go of them at any point, any time. When he slept, he had the balloons. When he showered, he had the balloons. Don't ask, I don't know. When he went to work, he had the balloons. When he went to the park, he would take his balloons. One day, he went to the carnival. He had his balloons with him, and the children were trying to buy his balloons. And he would explain to them that the balloons are important to me. Each one of those balloons is something in my life. I love them dearly, and you can't buy them. As he's leaving the carnival that day, he sees a table, and it says, "'Register to win a cruise.'" He stops by, and he fills out the card, leaves it in the box, and they said, we'll make the decision and announce it in two weeks. Two weeks goes by, and he figures I didn't win anything. Guess what? The phone rings. The phone rings, and they say, you won the cruise. It leaves in a week. Get your stuff together, because you're going to be a special guest on the cruise ship. You get to eat with the captain every night, and the chef is going to make meals for you every night. He's so excited, They tell him to be ready at a certain time because they're sending a limo to pick him up. He goes out and guess what he's got with him? Yes, he's got the balloons. He gets in the limo and holds the balloons outside the limo because they will not fit in the limo and tells the limo driver to drive slowly. So they slowly make their way to the cruise ship. They get to the cruise ship and there's a special door just for him to go in. All of his stuff can be taken in and they take him up on the deck. They leave him on the deck and he's hanging out for the first hour or so before the ship leaves. As the day goes by, he's hanging out having a great time. Then it comes time for dinner. They come to get him. They take him to his room. He makes it all the way to his room and realizes something very important. His balloons aren't going to fit through that door. It's very narrow. He can't take them in his room. Well, they can't leave his balloons outside, so he goes back outside. He stays out on the deck and watches as everyone else goes in the dining hall. He can hear all of the stuff going on, but he just ignores it, and he says, oh, I can just eat some of the stuff they've had out all day, and that's what he does. Then he realizes that he can't go back to his room to do what else? Sleep. So he stays out on the deck, and he gets a deck chair, and he sleeps on the deck chair all night. Wakes up the next day, and the routine starts all over again, eating whatever's available outside, couldn't go eat breakfast, so he's just outside. He didn't come to the captain's table the first night, so they come and find him, and they bring him a gold card It says, you must be at the captain's table tonight. We need you there. So he's got a dilemma. He can't go in. So he gets that time again, and he's standing outside smelling the food that's coming out of the dining hall. He can hear the china clanking. He can hear the silverware clank. He can hear all the noises, <clears throat> all the people laughing and enjoying themselves. And yet, He's not able to go in. So finally, he's had enough. He's got to get away from there because it's making him really want to be there, but he knows he can't. So he goes to the back of the boat and he begins to ponder what he can do. After a few minutes, he takes his hand and he slowly pries each finger open to let go of all of the different balloons that have controlled his life all these years. They all float away out to sea. He hurriedly goes back to his room, he gets dressed, and he goes and he has dinner with the captain. <clears throat> Excuse me. As we close today, I want to ask you a question Are there balloons in your life? Are there things that we hold on to that? We, we won't let go of, it's too important, and it's separating us from God. I wonder if it is in our life that we need to let go of bad habits, friendships, possessions, pride, popularity. What are those things? That list goes on and on. But you know, just like those balloons, maybe it's time to let go and draw close to the Lord. Hebrews 12.1 states, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. This morning, I want to ask you to to bow your head and close your eyes. I want you this morning to consider what are those things in your life that you need to let go of? Is there something in your life that is holding you back from drawing closer to the Lord? Just like that balloon man, he missed out on so much because he held on to so much? Is there something in your life today that the Lord is speaking to your heart and saying, let it go, give it to me? Today, maybe you find yourself feeling distant from the Lord. Maybe you just need to let go. Let go of something that has hindered you or entangled you for a long time. Today, you can bring it here to the altar and you can let it go here at the altar. Today, maybe you are here and you have tried everything to fill the void in your life and you realize that you need a Savior. I would love to talk to you about how you can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Today, maybe you're here and you want to unite with Britt David and begin serving with this great fellowship as we seek to share the love of Christ with this community and the world. I want to challenge you today whatever your decision, whatever you need to pray about. I'm here and the altar is open. Father, we come to you today, and Father, we thank you and praise you for how you work in our lives. But Father, there are things in our lives that many times separate us from you because we refuse to deal with them or let go of them. Many times in my life, I've had to examine and look and say, hey, this is getting between me and God. I've got to let it go, and I've got to draw closer to you Father, I pray this morning that we would examine, we would look, and that you would speak to our heart and show us something that is keeping us distant from you. Father, I just thank you and praise you for all that you're doing. In Christ's name we pray, amen. This year at Brit David, we would like to challenge you to share the love of Christ with those you come into contact with each day. Remember, he who wins souls is wise. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at Britdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.